Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm always so glad when you're joining me. And I think you're going to really enjoy the show today. I'm very excited about it. I have Vance Sims here with me, and he is the one that started Father Matters. And it's Fathers Mentoring Fathers. And he has so many programs, and, and he, it's, it's really, truly amazing. He's one of the hosts here on KPXQ, so I'm so glad that he, he gets to be on my show as well and is willing to take that time. So he's, he is a life coach, he's an author, he's a radio host, and he's the founder and executive director of Father Matters Incorporated. Now, this is a nationwide uh, nonprofit organization, and it's fatheries, Fathers Mentoring Fathers. And it's an amazing thing. Their mission is really to to have it be, a, 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 it's a nationwide community developmental organization, and it's really committed to building stronger, healthier communities. And it's supporting and encouraging fathers and how they do their fathering. So, Vance, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Cynthia. I appreciate it. I'm excited about this. <laughs> you know, we need this so much. And you have so many things that are coming that are coming up as well. You have all these events, you have child support assistance services, you have support groups, and uh, th- Work- this is workshops, workshops and job and seminars. training institute. Wow, yes. wow. Yes. So how long have you been doing Father well, Matters? I started Father Matters in 1997. And what was the impetus of it? Well, it was birth out of my pain. Back in 1990, I became a 22-year-old young out-of-wedlock father. So... Growing up without my parents, I'm originally from Baltimore, so I grew up without my dad. My mom was a single mom, but my my grandfather is who I used to call dad. That's who pretty much raised me. Mm -hmm. So at 22, I became a young father out of wedlock. You know, this is long before who who I am today. Right. You know, and so when my son Nathan was born. um, I was put in a situation by his mom. Either we be together or as a family or I. I wouldn't be able to be in Nathan's life. And I said, we're not going to have that. And, and, and what, what I found out, what people need to realize, just because you may not be with the child's mother does not mean that you're, you are a bad father. Right, okay? right. And I made a lot of mistakes. And Or it doesn't mean you're not allowed to be the father. Or, or allowed to be a father. Right. And so for the next five to six years, I was in and out of the court system because I told myself if I ever have a child, I would never walk away from my child or children. And in and out, this, this is now, this is back in San Jose, California. So um, in and out of courts, six, seven years, and I was at my friend's studio apartment. And I was just so frustrated because I was telling him about 
all these parenting classes because Cynthia for years back in the 90s you would have to take all these court ordered parenting classes you're paying two three five hundred dollars for these things because back in the night the, the family system has changed a little bit but back then it was just chaos and confusion and it was brutal on men it was very brutal on men mm-hmm. okay and so here I am this young kid coming to court say I I want to be a father I I want to do whatever I have to do and I had an attorney tell me this and he and he told me this he said Vance I'm gonna tell you something and if you say I told you this I'm gonna deny it he said when young fathers like you step up you are paying for all the deadbeat dads and I didn't wow. understand that. I'm 22, wow. 23 years old, you know, because I was expected to say, okay, well, whatever, I'll pay child support or whatever, those type of things. And so in and out of these court ordered, and one time, Cynthia, I was in a uh, parenting class. It was, it was the fathers and the mothers all in one room. And it's like all you hear was at this time people just bashing the spouse. Well, my child's father or my child's mother or my ex-wife or my and it's like I thought this was supposed to be like parenting to, to move forward. And one of the instructors, her name was Susie. I'll never forget this. She was in a family law attorney. She didn't have kids. And she said, Vance, you've been in this class because now I'm, I got to take like 26 weeks of parenting classes, all this kind of stuff. She said, Vance, you've been in this class for, for five, six weeks and you have not said one thing. I looked right at her. I said, Susan, how can you teach me how to be a father to my son when you've been a girl all your life? And the whole class just got quiet because to me, everyone was making that class about themselves and not the children. Mm-hmm. Not what's important. Wow. And what's important, and, and, and if we're people who are going through this today, we must understand you we need to love our children more than what we can't than 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 hate the ex-spouse. I lo- you need to say that again. We need to love our children more than hate the ex-spouse. Yes. Because it's you, the, the 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 adults are acting more like children. Sure there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of anger and a lot of resentment, but the children are being hurt. So back in 97, I was 28 years old. I was in my friend Paul's studio apartment in San Jose, California. And I started Father Matters in his studio apartment with a pack of chocolate chip cookies, four kitchen chairs, and a pot of coffee. Because all I wanted to do was get men together to say, look, I grew up without my dad. Let's get fathers who just want to be good fathers. You're not bashing. We're not protesting. And that's how I started Father Matters back in 1997. Wow. That is amazing. How long have you been a Christian? Since, I want to say, 98 so you started this before you were a Christian. Yes. That was like God. Yeah. You were doing God's calling without him knowing God but, yet. But, and, and, and at the same time, Cynthia, I was running. I didn't want. I, look, my life was just fine. I was a, I was a DJ. I, I, I worked for Frito-Lay. I was a salesman for Frito-Lay driving my potato chip truck. I was doing fine, I thought. And I know when God, I tell people, a career is what you pay for, but a calling is what you're made for. I love that. Okay, so I didn't know that my calling was calling me. And when God calls you, you can't hide under no rocks. You can't can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I I, I started Father Matters kicking and screaming. (laughs) I really did. But you know what? (laughs) What, What if things were okay or great with my child's mom and myself? I never would have started Father Matters. That's right. That's right. It's amazing. So moving on, and then in 2000, I wrote my first book called Dear Nathan, A Young Man's Journey to Fatherhood. And that was my childhood, all the abuse that I experienced growing up without my my father. My mom was very uh, verbally abusive. And 
I grew up, you know, at this time, I'm still in Baltimore because we relocated at this time when I was about 12 years old to San Jose, California. This is when my mom got married and moved me to California, which was a great thing at that time uh, in the 80s because Baltimore was the highest rated crime, everything. And so I just I I, growing up without him. So I didn't. So when I started there, Nathan, I put my I put my life in that book. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And people don't really care what you have on the wall. They want to know what did you go through? How did you go through to get out of to be where you are today? People want realness and people want truthfulness because there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of chaos going on, Cynthia. And we're tired of just getting it cookie cutter. And people want you. You need to minister to my heart. Well, I think that's one of the most important things that, that I know being a therapist, that it, it certainly has a lot to do with my training and education. Absolutely. I'm not against any of that. I think right. that we need to know what you're talking about. Uh, yes, exactly. But the thing that is the most healing is that I love them. That's right. I love those people. And, and they, they feel it. it. They feel they, it. See, we said <laughs> it at the same time. Exactly. They see exactly. you coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. And so when I wrote my book, Dear Nathan, The Young Man's Journey to Fatherhood, back then there was really, really the internet was really just kicking off. There was no Amazon that, you know, so I self-published that with a friend of mine. I talked him into putting up the money for it up front and we self-published it. And I was selling that book out the trunk of my car anywhere and everywhere I could go, Cynthia. And I was able to. Next thing you know, I'm mailing it out all over the country. And from 2001 to about 2003, that book literally kept me on the road all those years. Not straight, but on and off. Because I was just sending it everywhere or someone would hear me at a conference. They would buy the book and then ask me to come to that. And that book just took off. And now Nathan is now 26 years old. He'll be 27 this October. I'm great friends with his mom and her husband. He graduated from Sacramento State University two years ago with a degree in communication. So what I, what I share with people is it, it, it can get better. But if we stay stuck in that anger, you, I tell people you have a choice. You can either get bitter or you can get better. That's exactly right. You know, but I, I work with men, grown men, Cynthia, in their 40s and 50s, come to me and say, I miss my daughter's wedding. I missed the birth of my first grandchild. And you find out because they were angry all those years. And you, your daughter was seven years old when you got a divorce. Your ex-wife moved on, had another child, remarried, moved on in her life, and you stayed stuck. And, and I think it's amazing that you, that you can encourage men that are older to, because it's never too yes. late. It's yes. never too late. Yeah. You want to know what's funny? I, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be 49 years old next month, June 30th. I've been saying the same thing since I was about 30 years old, but men didn't start trusting me until I was about 45 years old. Isn't that interesting? And what um, do you attribute that to? I, I, wisdom, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I've been saying this since I've been 30 because I started surrounding myself with men who were doing it, reading the right books and just self-educating myself. Well, I think some of it has to do with the fact that people crave fathers, yeah. And so the older you got, the more like a father you well, were. Well, there, there it is. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, why these last couple of years? I mean, I've been saying the same thing. And I tell people, I want to move you from present. I don't want you to go. I'm tired of people living in the present, but going back to the past. I want to go from present to potential. That's amazing. I love that. So this is going to be really exciting because we're going to come back in the next segment. And I want you to really 
explain the program, okay? And, well, well, let's do this first. Let's make sure in the next one that you tell everybody what's coming up as well. I will. And what all the different, you know, resources that you have for them. And then certainly what that program is about. Because this is very, because I'm so glad to now know you. I have people I would refer you to yes. then. Refer to you, yes. yes. Because this is so necessary. Yes, it is. So very necessary. I love it. So, so your book, can they do, do they just go to your website? And yes. you can get the book on your website? Yeah, go to fathermatters.org. I have three books. The first book is Dear Nathan and Young Man's Journey to Fatherhood. The second book my wife and I wrote is called Brokenness Produces Pearls. Mm. And the third one that we just released a few months ago is called Man Talk, 12 Must-Have Life Conversations Between Men. Oh, my goodness. We'll have to do another show on that book. That's good. I yeah. love that. That is going to be, that's very good. Okay, so fathermatters.org, right? Yes. Okay. And are your books like on Amazon, things like this? Uh, two of them are on Amazon, but I would rather them order them through the website right. because I right. waived all royalties. So 100% of every book sale goes right back to the ministry. Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. Well, this is Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And make sure that you join me in the next segment. We have Vance Sims talking about Father Matters. So you can also check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And you can listen to the show in its entirety if you can't listen to the rest of it today. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and always I'm glad when you have joined me. And I want to make sure that if you're just tuning in, you can find the shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and always on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. So today I have a very special guest I'm very excited about. This is Vance Sims with Father Matters, and he had such an incredible story in this first segment. So Vance, I really want you to let people know what this Father Matters is, because you have also a lot of resources and and programs that you do. Yeah. Well, see, I started Father Matters off just doing support group for men. And then people were inviting me to speak at churches and organizations and agencies. And and then we, we, you know, we wrote a curriculum and we've been using that same curriculum since we started 20 years ago. So who's we wrote the curriculum? Well, a, a friend of mine named Wayne Fry. My childhood friend of mine that, that I'm the first, I, I say the cat, I call him cat. The first cat I met when I moved to uh, uh, California, and he's a dad as well. And he's just, he always been there and supporting everything I've done from music to anything that I was doing. And then we got other fathers and we got input. So the curriculum was, was written by fathers for fathers. So we got men of all ages, all backgrounds, divorced, single, even men who were wrapped up in domestic violence, alcohol, because I serve, Cynthia, every type of man that comes, that, that, that walks. You know, I, I, I got men making six figures living in gated communities that will come sit down and have a coaching session with little old me, and they're dealing with pornography, they're dealing with alcoholism, they're dealing with uh, 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 domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I get guys who who are just getting out of prison after doing 17 years, doing 24 years. You know, so when you get a workshop and you got and, and we cut off the workshop at 50 participants, 50 men, because I don't want it to be a conference. I want everyone right, to be right. involved, and then I don't want them to just hear me because it's not a a a, a motivational time. You know, so the workshops is for 
all the men to come together. And when you have a, a, a guy that's, sitting, that's got tattoos, a ponytail, just did 19 years in prison, hard time, sitting next to a guy that's a business owner, got a nice suit of clothes on, these two would never talk to each other. They would have ran into each other at Walmart or, or anywhere, okay? And then by the end of the day, they're exchanging phone numbers. When you see this business owner who's come to a father man's workshop telling this guy across the room, I can offer you a job. Or this guy say, I, I'm a mechanic. I work on cars. So to see these men all come together. So that's the workshops. And then we was having a lot of issues with men saying, you know, I'm, I'm not only having child support issues, but are they not making enough money or they need to get a better job? And I always started saying, you know what, we can't just help people with the program. We can't help them with a service. We got to help them with their life. Absolutely. We got to help them with their life. And Mm -hmm. and then we got to walk life out with them. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of programs or services fall off because they they, they go get their funding and they're they're working harder on the paperwork and getting their numbers. And There's nothing wrong with that because, hey, it's a job. But remember, that's their career because I've started Father Matters out of the trunk of my car. I, I, you can't take me back no further than where I started. So if I lose the office building, lose what little staff I have and everything, I'll go right back to how I originally started. Because it, it's about dealing with people, connecting hearts. Well, and I think that's what's so important is that it's wonderful if you go to a conference or a, a workshop and you get a lot yeah. of good head education. Right. But walking it out with somebody right. when you mess up right. and then you get encouragement to go back and, and get back out there and try it again and you start to really be able to process it with someone and then it becomes real, you know, and it's actually truly life-changing. I tell them, man, when, I tell them, man, when you come to Father Matters, I'm going to unzip your heart, put your heart on the table and I'm going to do surgery on it because you may, you, you may be 37 years old and you don't know what's going on with your anger problems or you can't keep a job. And I tell them, we are dealing with grown men who are still dealing with little boy issues, Cynthia. That is real talk. And it's, it's so powerful because it's harder for men in many ways than for women. Because first of all, being vulnerable is difficult. And, and that, they have to make sure that it, it feels safe. The bottom line is the average man, Cynthia, has less than three friends in a lifetime. And I tell people, I'm not talking about your beer buddies. I'm not talking about the guys who come over your house on Monday night, watch the football game, uh, drink up all your beer and soda pop and eat up all your food. And then the next morning, your wife is upset because she's cleaning up behind a bunch of grown men who were children. I'm talking about someone that would do life with you, hold you accountable, that will tell you that's not healthy for you. That, hey. Well, it's somebody that really has your back. Somebody who and really has your back. many men that don't have anybody. At all. But a lot of men rather have cheerleaders exactly they don't mind having a male co-worker say hey if your old lady don't know what's going on she don't need to know about michelle first of all it's not your old lady it's your wife and that seven to 15 minutes is not worth you losing everything that you have a real friend is going to say if you don't cut that off i'm gonna tell your wife myself exactly because what you're doing today as a man and a and a father will affect the next four generations that's exactly. So that See, means, talk about that a little bit because sure. I don't think people understand how this works That's when you cool. say four generations. Well, I, I tell people because, I, again, Cynthia, they come all issues, all background. Just because your grandfather was an alcoholic and your dad was an alcoholic does not mean you need to be an alcoholic. We don't need to normalize dysfunction. Exactly. Okay. And it's okay to say for me and my family, it, it, the buck is stopping right here. That's right. Because if we don't, it's, it, it's one of those things that it, I, I tell people that dysfunction is like a language 
And so you just you learned it osmosisly in your family. So it's really hard to undo it because it's it's similar to learning a new language. And learning a new language as an adult, very difficult. Well, look, our children don't do what we say. Our children do what we do. That's exactly right. This one guy named Mark, he, he shared with me how he became an alcoholic. Uh, a functional alcoholic, a uh, great job, great income, won't miss a day at work. And he said, Vance, when, when I was little, my dad used to come home from work and he'd say, Mark, go get dad's beer. And he said, when I would go to the refrigerator, Vance, at age six, age nine, age 11, I would pop open the can and get the first couple of sips. So pop it open, sip, 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 sip. There you go, dad. Now at age early 50s, Mark is an alcoholic. Exactly. And see, and I think that's what's so hard. The other thing is you don't want to be, I always, I always am telling clients, you don't want to be the person that's the example of what not to be. Right. Because if you're that person and you, it, it's your children, they say, I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to be like my yeah. dad. But until they really learn and walk it out with somebody, they can't help but be that. That's how it passes from generation to generation. In the workshop, I tell the men, I ask the men, raise your hand if you want to be the same type of father to your children that your dad was to you. No one pretty much raised their hand, maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, how many of us in this room end up doing some of the same idiotic things to our children that our fathers did to us? The whole room goes up because we say, when I grow older, I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to do what my dad did. And we end up doing because they don't do what we say. They mm -hmm. do what we do. Because that, it's in our DNA. We so learned it. It's in our DNA. And so then we have to undo it and unlearn it. Right. And it's tough because you can have really smart people and they know not to. And then they go, why am I doing this? Right. Why do I keep doing this? What I should do, I do not do. Exactly. What I should not do, I do. Exactly. But if we don't have healthy men in our lives doing life with us, it's hard to do. And that's what I think that's the hardest is to find healthy men. You know, and to not get focused on just being successful men, you know, but understanding where do we really want success? Do we want success in our home? That's our legacy. It's a legacy. And that's powerful when you help people really have a good legacy. Yes. So this is Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt in advance. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I have me. you two more segments. Okay. So make sure <laughs> that you join in in the next segment, and you can always visit the website and listen to the show in its entirety and find more, out more about what Vance is doing. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and we have today Vance Sims, and he is the founder of Father Matters, and this is Fathers Mentoring Fathers, and he's got great programs, he's got wonderful books, I love the stories of just Vance of your life, you know, so I want you to finish talking about this job. Yes, the Job and Training yes. Institute. We started the Job and Training Institute, Cynthia, because men were coming to us saying, look, I, I need to get a better job. I need to fix my resume. We were getting guys who are from the old days. You, you can't, you know, just go to a job and ask for the manager, fill out an application and sit down and talk. That's right. Things change. These are some of the yes. guys who are in prison, getting out of jail or people that's been away from the work industry for a very long time. So we partnered with Bank of America. We have other facilitators who will come in and we talk about resume writing, job retention, how to get a job. You know, I mean, I'm being real. We get guys. I, I, I tell these guys, you cannot walk into a job with your pants hanging down, 
you know, a, 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 a white T-shirt on and some house shoes and thinking that you're going to get hired as a, a manager and you've been out of the workforce for 11 years. It doesn't work like that. And then at the same time, it's people who just just want to freshen up and just work on their resume. We get we get men who don't even know how to cut a computer on. Yeah. So we have mm, comp- wow. a computer lab. That's amazing. Because but you it's know, real. It, it's it's phenomenal because you're really giving men back their self respect yes. is what you're doing, and and versus just having that ugly kind of pride, they're right. having true pride in who they are. Right, and we we have we do the money management because there's nothing worse than someone who who hasn't had a job or was used to wake, making a certain amount of income for so long, and then they get an extra couple of dollars. And I tell people, you cannot just just take this money and then blow it just as it come in, and you can't watch life go by. You know, you got a budget now. You you can't put partying Friday before shoes for the for the for the kids. But see, they love that because we come real with it. Well, and you're helping them grow up. Absolutely, because that's what one of the things that we're really struggling with in our culture is we're not growing people up anymore. Right. Right. And so we're seeing little kids in adult bodies. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So now you got a grown man who finally making, let's say, $60,000 a year, and he goes and he's financing a car for $700 a month. Exactly. And this is what I said about, about, about men, too. We as men spend more time trying to buy things that we can't afford to impress people that we don't even know are like. And these are things that we don't even want. But just because Bob got the new Ford F-150 three houses down from you, now you got to go get it. But we don't share with each other that, like, we've been on the couch for two weeks because when I went and financed this truck, I didn't tell my spouse my wife, that I was going to do this. Exactly. But, hey, Bob's got one. I got to have one. So the job and training is just bringing men together and helping with resumes, helping with job searching, and we're partnering with other jobs who are hiring as well. And as well as like with our re-entry program, which is growing. We got so many. Cynthia, there are so many good men doing time. Wow, I know. So many good men doing time because we go into the prisons and do workshops and trainings as well. That is amazing. And, and I tell people, man, only through the grace of God, I was just one choice away from sitting right next to you. And I share with well, I think lot, every man is, you know, and I yes. share this with a lot of people, especially when I travel and do speaking engagements. A lot of us, because we are speaking or training or writing books, we forgot or we forget where we came from. There's pastors. There's pastors who forget. Every once in a while, they used to sip on a little gin and juice. And it's tough for men. Men have a lot of secrets, and they don't tell people. Yes, we do. And they don't know what to do with their secrets. Yes, we do. And no, we don't. That's right. So what we do with them, we share them through drug addiction, mm-hmm. alcoholism, exactly. pornography, mm-hmm. domestic violence, mm-hmm. silence. Yes, yes. Double lives. See? And then when we see each other, how you doing, Bob? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Or did you see the ball game? But when I see my wife speak to someone, the first thing is, hi, are you a mom? How many children do you have? What's your name? Men? Oh, nice, nice weather today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's that? So when I see men and like if I'm at a ball game with my son or something, I talk to them. They, they, not, they look at me because you're not supposed to ask me these kind of questions. Well, and you're really teaching men how to actually connect and be relational. Right. In a way that's safe that's right. and it's not weird, you know, and, right. and, and a lot of times it's tough for men because they don't know how to be close and stay close. Right. And they don't know what to do with it and they don't know what to do with their own loneliness. They're right. very lonely. Yes. You know, and, and, I, it, and but they will never show that. They always w- want to show the world they're confident and everything's fine. And not only that, Cynthia, married men are lonely too. Oh, they are very lonely. Yes. I mean, when I do uh, workshops and 
and lectures on gender differences and really understanding men and understanding women, I say to women, you don't understand. You are his best friend. Mm-hmm. He's not. He, you have a lot of other friends, but you're primarily, you're it. And if he's not talking to you, he's talking to no one. And maybe at the next segment, I'll tell you what men are dealing with anger that's locking us up. Absolutely. Well, because anger is the easiest feeling for a man to have other than happiness. And resentment. Yes. And so sadness is tough. Sadness and fear. Mm-hmm. do not They do not like those feelings. Mm-hmm. So they will turn them into anger. anger. Exactly. Exactly right. This is amazing. Well, thank you. We only have one more segment. Yeah. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversation with Cynthia. Make sure you stay tuned. We have one more segment with Vance Sims. Father Matters, and he's going to talk a little bit more about some of the programming that they do as well. Yes. Make sure you listen to um, the rest of the podcast if you can't join in on CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And we have very special guests today. If you're just tuning in, this is Vance Sims. He's a life coach, an author, a radio host, actually one of the hosts here for uh, Salem. And he's the founder and executive director of Father Matters Incorporated. That is a nationwide nonprofit organization for fathers mentoring fathers. And he has been doing this for almost 30 years. He's got great programs. He's got The Apprentice, which is connecting customers um, to all the parenting classes. He has the Journeyman, which is Job Training Institute, and he has Men at Work, which is assisting the linkage to services tailored to, to men's individual needs. And so he's got tons of networking and programming, yes. and you have some programs that are coming up. Yeah, so, so Wednesday, June 7th, we have the Fathers Mentoring Fathers Workshop, and this particular training is open to women and men. The Job and Training Institute is open to women and men. And then uh, June 15th, we're having our Fathers Mentoring Fathers Workshop. So they can register online at fathers, fathermatters.org, and they're free. Cynthia, both of them are free. It's amazing. You know? And it's going to be powerful. Both of them so are how, very And how powerful. long are they? Uh, they from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it's only one day. One day. Okay. Yes. And then you have the, also the the groups or the ongoing support groups for support men. Support groups. Yes. Yes. And 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 we have the uh, child support assistance. We partnered with uh, the DES because there's a lot of fathers who are tied up with the child support issues and they don't know how to ask the right the right questions. And we are pretty much one of the only uh, community organizations where DES houses a satellite office. Because I went to the directors and telling them the men who want to be fathers are afraid to come to your office because they think they're going to be arrested. They think they're going to go to jail because they're in arrears because they lost a job for a couple of months. And now you guys then stacked five thousand dollars of late payments on them. But what you didn't realize while he was uh, unemployed, they didn't have to put the child or children in daycare. He was watching the child during the day and he would job hunt and job search. But all they see is, oh, this guy stopped paying. Let's go arrest him. So it, we wanted to provide a safe place for men to come and say, hey, yes, I have children. Yes, I have responsibilities. I want to see my child or children and I want to pay because some men are, are pushed away. Their mom saying, I don't want you to do anything. I don't want your money. I don't want you around because of that bitterness and that hurt. But we can't not leave the father out of the life. So that 
Every Wednesday, it's free. We have a, a DES child support representative come to our office. You've got to uh, schedule an appointment. And we're helping guys say, yeah, you need to pay this amount. Or you, you're paying too much. Or we, gotta, we can help you pay down your arrears. So we, it's amazing. So you're giving them their honor back. Absolutely. Because, and that's why some of them are saying, that's why they, some of them are coming to the job and training because it's like, I need to get a, a better job because I'm, 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 I'm two, three years behind in child support. You don't necessarily have to get a better job. Let's see where you're at. Let's see where the, where the ball was dropped and let's pick this up. Okay. You're in the rear. So your child support will be this amount and your rear payment may be an extra $30 a month. But if you don't speak up, they think you're running. They're going to come get you. Exactly. You know, and this is why we do that. We also have our family law program, help people that are going through a divorce, how to file your paperwork. We partnered um, with uh, the because, Phoenix you School know, of Law. Because men are notorious. I, I have them in my office. They, yeah. are, they are notorious for giving away everything. Yeah. They will, and I, I will say to men, please do not do this. You are yeah. giving, you just want, you're just going to let the divorce happen and you're going to give them whatever they want, however much money they want. Right. And you think you'll just go figure it out. Right. But you'll always be okay. It doesn't, gonna, it doesn't work it that does. way. Take that from me. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm divorced. You know, I'm remarried now, but I was divorced. And I figured, you know what, take, take, take the house, take the stuff. And, you know, at that time, my ex-wife at that time divorced me. Mm-hmm. You know, she felt I was more married to the ministry. I was taking care of everything. And that's fine. We all have our issues, okay? And so I thought, here, just take this, and we work things out. Nope. It, it, it comes back and haunts you in, in, it does. in, 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 in bad ways. It does. But thankfully for me, it came a bad thing. It came back. But the good thing for me, God was so good. Things turned out for the better. Right. Exactly. You know, because I can tell if we can get bitter or we can get better. The choice is ours. So we've got to come. In, so we so that's why, you know, when men come, we don't have all these programs and services, Cynthia, because we want to be the biggest game on the street. It's these are the these are the issues men bring to us. So we want to we want to I don't want you to come to my place for one service and I got to send you to five other places. We help people with access. Oh, that's amazing. This we, is amazing. We want to be the one stop. So we have the family law program, the parenting. We have out. We just started three months ago, our parenting center for fathers. And that is a visitation center. We don't like to say it's for visits because you're, you're parenting. It's the parenting center because courts will say, you know, it might have been domestic violence. It might have been something. So the court order you to be supervised. Right, exactly. Okay, but you know what? Men were saying, we're going to these places, man. They're throwing me in the back of a, 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 a hall somewhere, and and they don't like it. They don't like the way they're being. So we started. Well, the, the atmosphere is the, far the, better. The, the, you're, making uh, a, you're making actually an atmosphere that's healthier yeah, for the kids. We, and, we, and we have a drop-off site. So now they can come and drop us. You know, they might not need to be with us through the parenting center, but they just need to mutual drop-off place. They could come and do that at the Father Matter. All this is on the website. Because these men were like, these courts, these judges are making me supervised. And the places that they're going, they feeling discriminated against or it's too and the, expensive. And the kids don't want to go. The kids don't want to go. You know, so we started the Father Matters Supervised Parenting Center for Fathers. I love that. We, we, we track the notes. We have the relationships with the judges. And the family law courts are referring the fathers to come to us. That, that does have a fee because we, you know, it's a whole lot more involved. But most of our trainings and programs and services are free to get you up. This is really remarkable. I, you know, I think what's imperative is that you're really helping men to step up 
because you're not just telling them they're supposed to step up. You're telling them, here's how to be successful. And I also here's tell them. how to do it. I say we can't just step up. I tell men from today on, we must step up, stay up, and show up. I like that. We've got exactly. to be there. Just because, you mean, well, everything's fine. Well, look, just because you come home every week and put your check on the kitchen table every Friday. And, you, you, you know, but your son is outside playing catch by himself. You're no different than an, an absentee father. Exactly. Because a lot of men think just because they come home every week, they're doing a good thing. No, we've got to be evolved. We've got to be connected. We've got to be, we got to be dialed in dads. Yes. And well, see, when, once you give a man a way to do it, because a lot of this sometimes may come more naturally to women than to men. Because right. men are, are very good at doing something. Right. So when you actually put into place, here's how you do it. Right. And here's the right way to do it. And then they get their, their pride and their That's honor right. back. You know, that men move mountains. I mean, they're amazing. That's what God has called men to do. God has made men to move things. Yes. And so when we don't give them the way to do it, our families then just end up being taken care of by women. That's right. And, and one thing our spouses, our women can do is encourage us. They, they, the old saying in the 70s, the fastest way to a man's heart is through his belly. See, that's a lie and it's always been a lie. The fastest way to a man's heart, Cynthia, is through his ears. Okay, I, I remember one time I was helping my wife take groceries out the trunk of her car and I grabbed the bag. I grabbed another bag. And, and then she said, honey, how are you grabbing all those bags? You're so strong. I said, woman, put five more bags on here. for me. See, because what she said to my ear. Well, and see, the, I, I'm constantly telling women, reinforce the things right. you like. Men live for the points. That's right. They live for the points. That's right. So I am so encouraging of my husband, and I get a really good version of him. I mean, he's a good man, but sure. I get a, he, he enjoys it, and he likes helping. Yes. And one thing we as men have got to work out and work with is this anger in our hearts. We've, we've got to fly like the eagles that we are meant to be. We were not meant to be chickens. Chickens eat the head down. They eat anything on the ground. Chickens don't. Chickens, eagles, chickens eagles, don't fly. Right. And, but <laughs> eagles don't eat stuff. They eat fresh everything and they soar high. Mm-hmm. And there was this one time, this one eagle, he, he picked up, he caught a gopher. And what was happening is the gopher started tapping at the chest of the eagle. And this guy was taking a picture of this eagle soaring. And all of a sudden the eagle hit the ground. The eagle died. Oh, man. But what he found out was when the eagle caught the gopher and the gopher was slowly chipping at his chest, Mm -hmm. wounding him. Yes, yes. The eagle died because he was losing blood and everything. And he couldn't stay up in the air. But all the eagle had to do was let go of the eagle. The gopher. The gopher. I'm sorry. The eagle had to just let go of the gopher. But we didn't. And we as men, we hold grudges. We hold on to what happened 30 years ago. We, we hold on to what our child or mom did to us, our ex-spouse or what our father did. And we don't let go. But see, that's the hardest thing for men is that that's an empowering feeling to be angry because anger is a powerful feeling. It's yes. meant to cause you to be able to put something in action. Right. And so when you don't have anywhere to put the anger, right? Then all then and it's hard for men because if they have to let go of the anger, they have to feel the sadness right. behind it. They have to feel right. some of the fear behind it. Right. And and unless you help them do that and they know how to do that safely mm-hmm. without feeling so vulnerable that they will be hurt more, right. you know, then they can't let go of that because that becomes their that becomes their protection. And, their, and the thing is, Cynthia, the anger for men, because we don't know where it comes from, the anger comes from unforgiveness. The unforgiveness comes from rejection. 
which started in childhood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, you see what I mean? Well, and, and being disrespected. And being disrespected. Because one of the things that is so, I always say to women, I need to help you understand how you disrespect men without knowing it. Yes. And a lot of that has to do with how we do our emotions. That's right. Because that is the most, the, the easiest way to disrespect a man is the way you handle your emotions. Right. And so it's tough because men don't know how to talk about that. No. And they don't know how to explain it. And if, they're, if, they're, if the woman in their life is already hurting them, they don't want to say their feelings are hurt. Right. That feels weak. And it, what has a lot to do with that is I always share with men because the guys will say, man, this, this one lady was this. My ex was that. My ex. I say, we don't attract in life who we, who we want. We attract in life who we are. So we as men. Because likeness follows likeness. If we as, yes. as men, Cynthia, are growing up in dysfunctional homes. Most likely, we're going to attract someone who grew up in a dysfunctional well, Because home. that's a language. That's a language. So the dysfunction speaks to each other. And so we end up saying, I did everything I could to not find that person. That's right. And they still, and, and I that's found right. that person. And it's, it, we have to change. We have to grow. We have to evolve. We have to get over the hurts, you know, and we have to learn how to connect in a healthy way, get needs met, show up as a grown up. We have to show up as a grown up. Right. But someone as men would need to walk this out with us to when they show up, be there. Exactly. Exactly. Not just be there for a fishing trip or to go to a football game. Be there emotionally. And really helping men be better men. You know, because that's one of the hardest things to do is to is to have that connection and have that connecting piece. Because it feels weird to men a lot of times. And you know what? This is why, Cynthia, we have all these services and programs at our one place. I love, because when, I love when that. when they come, they feel safe. We, we even have a... Well, and they don't have to feel embarrassed like, they're, like they, they're, they're a derelict or something. We're helping them get food stamps if they need it. We're helping them, uh, we're helping them with anything that they need to do. And if we don't have the service, we have a community partner who we know that's trusted. That, that yes, because, they don't, yes. again, they don't want to come here for one service and then you're on your own for the other three or four days. Exactly, exactly. Well, this has been really amazing. So tell us the dates again. Um, June 7th is the Father Matters Job and Training Institute. That is open to women and men. And June 15th is our Father's Mentoring Father's Workshop. They can register online at fathermatters.org. I love this. Well, I'm so glad you're on the show today. I think it's really helpful. And I think, you know, the ministry of really empowering men and not just... I mean, you are walking them through these things, not, and they don't have to figure this all out on their own because a lot of times if they can't, they're too embarrassed to ask for help. But what I share with them, while I'm walking this with them, I'm taking hits too. Right, right. I, th- I, I, <laughs> I am so impressed with, with your organization and what you've done. And uh, listeners, I really want to encourage you to check out the website at fathermatters.org. There's so many resources here for just families and really giving men what they need and the direction and the support that they need to be the men that they want to be. Yes. So I really appreciate it. And God bless you, Thank you in, in the work that you do. I mean, this is really fascinating. So we'll have you on again. Yes. And we'll make sure that we um, do some things together. That would be very fun. Absolutely. And so uh, please check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to the show in its entirety. If you need a keynote speaker, you can always um, contact me through the website as well. God bless your week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. 
The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.